Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. Uh, I don't even know what to say. We haven't even done the episode yet, and I already know how much value this guy's about to bring. You cannot see his face because we were having some problems with the internet. It must be the Sharona. So we are going to do this full audio. Uh, what do I say about the man, the myth, the legend, Templeton Walker? Templeton, how are you doing today, bud? I am so good, man. Blessed to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity. Man, guys, this guy, there's people that I care about, and then there's this guy. <laughs> he is my spirit animal. He is a real estate agent, a broker, an investor, a wholesaler, and just a great dad, I think, is the most important thing, and a great husband. And that's what makes me so excited. So, Templeton, why don't you get the listeners a little backdrop on how you got started and, and where we are today? Um, well, I appreciate the sick intro. I, uh, 2013, I was, uh, I think I was, well, how old would I have been? 26 at that time. And I had been bouncing around job to job, like kind of was a, who I am, you know, I had a ton of potential. I was a great dude, but like, I just couldn't find my footing. And, uh, finally, uh, found real estate, figured out I was pretty good at it. I was, I was good at being loud. I was good at saying, Hey, I'm a realtor. I'm excited about it. And I want to help you. And that's what I teach agents now. Hey, I'm a realtor. I'm excited about it. And I want to help you. So I just did that and pretty much sang that song at the top of my lungs for about two years and, um, quickly became a pretty successful realtor. I started Templeton group. So you said I'm a broker. I'm not a broker. I'm a team leader. I don't want to be a broker too much liability there, but essentially I'm kind of like a small brokerage outside of that. Um, so now I have 15, 20 agents and we sell quite a bit of traditional real estate. Um, but like in year three of, uh, of my being an agent, I was helping investors and they were paying me like half a point or a point to go find deals. And then on the HUD, they were making like 30, 40 grand. I was like, wait. And I was so thankful to make two or three grand. Um, but I was like, what are they doing? And I figured out that they were just wholesaling or flipping or whatever it was. And I, I've always been the type that I was like, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. Um, so I just figured out who was doing it at a high level, found some mentors, started taking action. And in these last, these second three years of my career, I've wholesaled over 300 homes and I've flipped over a hundred. And, um, most of my time and energy is spent on those activities and then building out a rental portfolio. Cause as you know, I'm a big proponent on passive income and financial freedom. Mm -hmm. And a thousand percent, guys. And what you need to understand is this, uh, this man does not spend a dime on marketing. The only marketing that he's doing is coming out of that mouth of his. And, <laughs> you know, I, I fashion myself as a social connector and networker for sure. Uh, but you take it to another level. So let's talk about you know, I, I think what I'm interested in hearing about, because I don't know this as much as I, as well as I know you, you know, when you started in real estate, who did you model? You know, how did you come up with the strategies that you used? Did you just lean into who you were as a person or, or did you, or was there somebody that you saw doing it well? Um, so I started at a really small brokerage and there was a guy named Bill Wilkerson who owned that Sonoran Premier Properties and he taught me a good baseline of foundation of just like how to take good care of people and, um, you know, how to be a decent realtor, you know what I mean? But what I found out was I was the top producer at that brokerage. And I think I sold like 5 million that first year, which is a pretty dang good realtor. But I found out people out there were selling 5 million a month or 5 million in a week. And I was like, Whoa, I thought I was like the bee's knees. And, um, so what I, what happened was, being the top producer at that brokerage, I was just working like my SOI, which is like sphere of influence and, you know, making sure everyone who knows me knew I was a realtor and that I wanted to help them. I was never shy about, you know, putting my name in the hat and saying, Hey, hire me. I'd love to help. Um, but 
I wasn't very strategic. So then I met a guy named um, Brett Tanner over at Keller Williams, who he's just a super successful businessman. He has all sorts of businesses, real estate teams. I think even wholesales a lot now. I'm not connected with him anymore, but he was just like really dialed in and put together. And he taught me a lot. And then uh, as I started getting coaching, a guy named Bill Hart, Building Champions, I started to pay for coaching. He helped me a tremendous amount. And then now our mutual friend, uh, Matt Atchison, he's, you know, he's my business coach and he helps me a ton. So I kind of evolved like on, on who I was learning from. And I was just always, dude, I was like in the school of YouTube and I had a baby, I had a son at 18. I didn't get to finish college. I, you know, I gave up my basketball scholarship. So what I decided was like, look, if I can't go to school, if I'm going to be in my car, I'm listening to a book. Like this is going to be the university of Templeton. And I'm going to learn and I'm going to, um, I guess once I found like something I was passionate about learning about, I couldn't stop. And, uh, you know, I'd be reading two books a week sometimes or listening rather, but I actually retain better that way. If I try to actually read, I like, I'll be thinking about like a basketball game in high school. And I'm like, wait, what did I just read? It's the craziest story ever. You ready for this? I'm going to first blow away. Uh, I tried to go to college three times and the mm-hmm. state, the statement that you just made about if I wasn't going to go to school, I was going to work harder and learn more was the exact statement that I lived off of for 10 years. <laughs> if I was in a, if I was in a car, I was listening to a podcast. I was, I literally bigger pockets and rich dad, poor dad was my university, the university of life, bartending, learning money. I learned more about money and how transactions worked from bartending at a high level than I ever learned in school. And, and, and I literally, you know, and the thing is now where I'm at, I don't give myself credit for all those years of learning. And I'm sure sometimes you don't look back on it either, but everybody sees us, you know, sees anybody successful and they're go, Oh, you know, he's just doing it naturally. And it just happened in a couple months. Dude, you, you, you had a kid, you had to grow up fast. And, you know, I'm sure there was some, you know, some, some things that you were fighting because I'm sure you love basketball. You know, you wanted to continue to do that, but you had to step up. Well, man, I, and and I appreciate you saying that I, I did grow up fast and I did, I stepped up as a father in a lot of ways, but I actually, um, his mom and I didn't end up staying together. So we had split time with him and she had him a lot more than I had him. Um, just because the way we ended up fighting about it, I guess, and the way that, court system worked out so fortunately and unfortunately because I wish I could have spent every day with my son when he was little I was still kind of a single young 20 year old a lot of those days and it hurt my heart that I was away from my son but it was probably I hate to say it the best thing for me because um, I would only get him on Wednesdays and the weekends and then every other day I was working but man I um I was really immature. I was still really wild and making like not great decisions. Like when I had my son, I was locked Mm -hmm. in and I was Mm -hmm. great. But if I didn't have that outlet of those other days to go be a knucklehead, um, because dude, I was the biggest knucklehead. I don't know that I would, uh, be where I am today. Like I, but I'm so thankful for him because he also kept me on the edge from like going too far on stuff because he was always in my heart and always in my mind, even if he wasn't at my house. Um, so I don't know. I think God has a plan and it, it, he, he worked it out the way he was supposed to, but man, those were hard times, dude. I, and when I really look back at those hard times, they were self-inflicted. I just Mm -hmm. was not, I was not willing to be a responsible man. Like I just, and at 25, 26, I finally had to look in the mirror and say, Hey dude, are you going to be who you want to be? Are you going to become the best version of yourself? Cause like right now you're all talk and no go. And, um, I had to have a a sobering and honest conversation with myself to start on this journey to develop better habits and to become, uh, you know, a more put together guy. Is that somebody in your circle? Cause I was a knucklehead to say the least. I got stories. We're going to share that on the podcast in a couple of weeks, but, uh, (laughs) I got some crazy shit, but, but was that somebody around your circle or is that, was that just 
growing up in age and, and maybe somebody said, Hey, you know, bro, maybe, you know, like you got a kid, you're, you're, you, you claim that you're this great agent, but you're kind of doing this stupid stuff on the side. Like, well, I wasn't even an agent yet. This was okay. prior, to prior to the agent. What were you doing for work? Bro, I was selling multi-level marketing pills. <laughs> I sold women's shoes at Nordstrom. I sold mortgages at Quicken Loans. I sold business to business advertising at Yelp. Like, but do you th- think? But do you think that, even though it sounds crazy now, but don't you think that those sales like fail jobs like this shit's crazy? I got to pay the bills. Kind of helped you and what you do today. Yeah, man. I um, I wouldn't change anything. Like, cause. You know, like the butterfly effect, like you pull one thread and then it just starts to change the dynamic of everything. Like I wouldn't change a single thing, but I can tell you it was painful. There wasn't, my parents were my biggest supporters. My older brother, Mitchell, who's out in San Antonio, my biggest supporter. I just finally got tired of letting them down or needing, you know, calling my brother being like, bro, could I like borrow 80 bucks? (laughs) Like he'd be like, he would just be like, what the fuck like no but yes you know mm-hmm. like it was just getting old and it was mm-hmm. getting old like not being able to rely on myself so yeah man it's crazy to be you know being interviewed on this and i've been on so many podcasts and shows now and and i'm so thankful of where um i've evolved to and the hard work i've put in to get there but uh, if anyone is not doing what they're supposed to do right now Hopefully this can be a, a swift kick in the butt or a light bulb can go off and be like, damn, getting better and, and starting to improve your life is just a decision. And like Tony Robbins says, it could be in the snap of a finger. It's just, it's as quick as making a decision and saying, I am going to get better today and Dude, then tomorrow, you know, you couldn't be more right. It's funny. I was hanging out with some friends in Austin yesterday and, you know, we've all are like in recovery right now. I, you know, I don't drink and I used to do hard drugs and, you know, my homeboy, we were talking about, you know, decisions. And, uh, I was talking about how, you know, one time when I stayed up for a week, uh, you know, and lost like 20 pounds and all this shit. And I literally looked at myself in the mirror and I packed up all my shit and moved seven hours away and I, and I put down the drugs for good, you know, and it's, it, it, you know, it sounds so simple when you say it. And that's why I started this podcast. If one thing that we say today, um, triggers something in you, if there's ever a time to really look inside yourself, you know, the, the coronavirus does not give a shit who you are <laughs> business family. And this is, I hope everybody's taken a moment to, to really, you know, look at their life. And I know, I know that, that you have, you know, on a daily basis, you, you look over, you know, what you're doing and who you're becoming. And I I know that's more important to you than any deal. It is, man. I, um, I feel like this is God kind of winking at us saying, Hey, let's uh, take some inventory on your life and what's important. And, um, I've already been on a pretty healthy journey, uh, within my spirit and soul, like over this past year, um, really putting my, my, children and my wife first um getting recentered in my health because uh i don't know if you've ever heard a saying it's like some people are so poor all they have is money mm. you know and i was i was not that guy but i you know i'm fortunate to do very well but if you gave me the op- being 100% commission and never knowing when the next check's coming we're to, we're built to eat and to hunt and no matter how full my belly was and no matter if i had my kids in front of me my wife in front of me if the phone rang and it and there was money to be made that took precedent over anything else because that's what i thought being a good provider and business person was and then i just i i started to discover like you know my faith my family my friends my health are all more important to me than money Money is just a tool that then um, I can plug into those other equities in my life. And uh, when I started to get centered on that, that's when, you know, you and I have spoke about it. Last year, I think I did 150 traditional sales, 98 wholesales, 30-something flips. And um, I, I cut those goals in half this year, pretty much. I was like, I don't care if I go make half the money. Like, I'm still doing very well, but I'm going to be so rich 
in these other equities in my life that are quite frankly, just way more important than money. That's powerful, man. That is like, I'm sitting here going, the ego check that has to happen within that is, is a game changer. But what I want to do, so everybody gets context to the story, because I already know it. Let's talk about what led up to, to where we are now, where, you're, where I've watched you uh, from afar and in person be so intentional about your time with your family, even though you are massively busy. Let's talk about that ridiculous house with the fire pit. Uh, you know, with the flames coming out of the pool and the great cars and, you know, what had to happen, right? And, and more, impo- more important, what an amazing wife to support that decision as well, you know? And, oh, you know yeah, what I'm man. So you're talking about when I'm probably in year two or three where I remember I never made any money in my life. And now I'm making, you know, pretty damn good money. Tell them, bro. Tell them. Put context to it. Don't fucking be shy. At that time, I'm probably pulling four, 400, 500 okay. um, net. So like that's for me, I'm like, that's like more money than Jesus. I was like, holy shit, I can do whatever the fuck I want. So I go buy a fat crib. It's got the flames, the 12 person in ground hot tub. It's got three living rooms. Me and Dee, uh, Denise, my wife, we, you know, Dee. Um, I get me a, a BMW and her a Mercedes on the same day. <laughs> and like let's oh fucking no one could touch me son and then uh and i'm doing well business is going good and this is all like 2017 i think 20 2017 yeah and uh i'm just like i it's and i just remember sitting on my back patio and like this pool was so sick bro and like all the lights are changing colors in the pool and the flames are on and i'm sitting there and i just remember being like fuck I'm not happy. Like this is not making me happy. If anything, it's just making me more stressed. I got to, you know, like every month the Wi-Fi wasn't talking to the waterfalls. So it'd be like $800 to fix. And I'd be like, why do the waterfalls have Wi-Fi? Like this doesn't even make sense. And granted at this time, I'm still doing really well, making good money. But I, I guess I wasn't in the, I wasn't in the crash in 2008. So I've always had this like fear of like this impending doom headed our way. Um, which now we got this Corona stuff happening, which is, you know, I guess I've been ready for it for like three years. Cause I've been like, just so cautious over, like, I never wanted to be the guy that like had it all and then lost it all. Um, so I've really, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, but I've shifted so many things in my life and my business to prepare. But, um, I talked to D and this was like 10 months after buying that house and doing all that. And I was like, hon, what do you think about selling this house while we're in an up market? let's go downsize into a mid-century modern in downtown Chandler where we love. And she's like, she's like, do it. I trust you. I love you. She's like, I don't want to clean three living rooms. Like let's go. So I pivoted away from all that expensive stuff, did a lot of soul searching. It took a while for other dominoes to fall in my business. Cause for a while, man, my business was costing me 25, 30 grand a month, just in overhead. Um, so yeah, I was making good money, but it was costing me so much. Like, every month I was kind of feeling like, damn, where like I'm making a lot, but I'm not keeping a lot. Like this isn't fun. So I had to get really intentional on what profitability meant and what freedom meant. And now I'm at a spot where I, you know, I have all my agents who are really self-sufficient. Shauna runs T group, uh, Taylor, my assistant pretty much runs my life for Shauna. My dad helps me on the flipping side. Um, and that's really all I have. And, you know, I can go do one deal a month and pretty much cover the five, six grand. I probably need maybe six, seven grand a month to cover overhead on everything. I don't have an office anymore. And, uh, and I, you know, but I still go do probably, I don't know, 15, 20 deals a month altogether. So Mm -hmm. if I can be profitable on one or two and I go do 15, 20, you can imagine it's pretty good. Yeah. And just to paint you a picture guys, cause I've been to his house you know, he's two blocks away from his office. Uh, you know, he can go have lunch with his kids, see his wife. Uh, you know, he's super intentional about, you know, the lifestyle he's created. The reason I started this freaking podcast was you're creating a lifestyle, not a bank account. And I've met his agents. I sat in a meeting. They're all super self-sufficient investors in their own right. And there is a freedom about your life that if, let's just say the kids get older and you wanted to flip it off for a month um, and go to Europe, you could totally do that. 
and and you've you've set out intentionally um to create the the life that that you want and 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 but you're never but you're also conquering your your business goals in that vein as well and it's got to be such a empowering spiritual feeling to know that you can do and you said it like two nights ago on instagram anything the fuck you want you feel like you literally feel like you can tear this world down if you felt like it like if you wanted to do 30 deals next month you could probably do it if you wanted to yeah man i and i appreciate you saying it i've i do feel like you know like when you're a kid and people say anything's possible i didn't when I was a kid, I didn't believe it. And my parents gave me the best life. We grew up at the Grand Canyon. Um, I grew up at the Grand Canyon. I had a, like, just like a, my, my parents were like, hey, work hard, save money, that kind of lifestyle. But like, I just always thought like, maybe someday I'll get a job and I'll make, if I ever made like a hundred grand a year, life would be such a blessing. Um, and, but like deep down, I kind of didn't think anything was possible. And now I'm in a place in life where like, dude, I really think anything is possible. Like I've kind of figured out like the world and the universe and God, whatever you want to call it, like wants you to go be whatever you want to be. If you're willing to uh, believe that it's possible. Like, I don't know, not to get too weird on it, but like, no, dude. Hey, go, go weird, baby. You're lucky. I don't have that. Uh... <laughs> it's a little early in the morning to be hitting that juice, but uh <laughs> no, go there because because it's the truth, and this is what me and you talk about when we talk on the phone. I firmly believe that action begets, you know, abundance. And then, but I believe this a hundred percent after spending many years in real estate. I think that mindset and being grounded in who you are as a person is the only thing that matters in, in investing. That's it. No, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. Elaborate on that though, because I'm curious to hear your thoughts more on that. Because, because here's the thing, and this is what changed for me three years ago when I started my first mastermind. When I met syndicators, and you can say whatever you want about syndicators, but I'm just using them as a context here. When I met syndicators that were doing $12 million deals and had a, a fucking five grand in their bank, that's when I go, oh, this is just, you're just, you're uh, in, in, you're just buying deals because you know it's a good deal. You're not worried about how much money you have in your bank account. You're not worried how you're going to finance it. You find the deal first. Everybody's so worried about spending all their time on learning everything, every damn thing about real estate. And the thing is, is that if you go add value to people, you figure it out, you have an unstoppable mindset. This is what I have. This is the problem I have right now. All the young kids that I coach are coming to me and they're going, dude, you know, I was thinking about buying a property. But, you know, I don't know if it's the right time. And I'm like, look, you don't know. But what I do know, if you have the right mindset, I don't move with the fucking wind. I make the motherfucking wind. And the thing, <laughs> is, and the thing is, is that I buy in every fucking market. I'm sorry, because I'm getting fired up. I buy in every market and a deal's a deal, no matter what day of the week it is. I'm sick and tired of people bending to external circumstances. You bend the damn circumstances. You create with life intentional and you stop rushing around and you put down your phone and you spend time with the people that matter to you. And when you go back to work and when you go in that deal, you'll be refreshed, you'll be ready to go and you'll have a clear mind because you know that your faith and your family is rooted in, you know, positivity. Dude, I mean, that is just so well said. I mean, I just... I can't, I, to your point, like the way, like I didn't think anything was possible, right? And now I do. So now like the other day I'm laying in bed and I'm thinking about how can I, uh, I've like lately I've been into like fine art <laughs> and I'm like, how do I, how, how can I be an art broker? Like I can mm -hmm. just reach out to great artists and then, you know, I could, uh, advertise or promote their stuff and then take a 20% commission on whatever I move, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm about to blow you away and I apologize. I'm not a CPA no. or lawyer. And so don't, don't quote me. You know what I heard yesterday, Brad? This is really going to get your wheels turning. There's a couple dudes I know, uh, pretty wealthy. Um, they'll go buy art for a hundred thousand dollars and yeah. they'll, uh, donate it to a museum or charity. 
and claim that it's three hundred or four hundred thousand dollars and takes the tax credit on it. Right. So like wild, right? And that's the other thing. It's like once you start realizing, like once you start making certain amounts of money, like I have a buddy who makes similar money to me, but he's on W two and it's just night and day what you're able to do as a business owner. But that's like, we're going down a whole rabbit hole. I want to stay on this yeah. like belief, yeah. belief yeah. of anything is possible because sure. so I have, I have now cultivated a life that is mine and I've made decisions that serve me and not anyone else. So like, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you want to, um, wake up with intention and see your kids and always drive them to school and, and take a nap with your wife every day and get in a cold plunge. And like, I'm, I guess I'm pretty much describing my life. Um, then it's doable. All you have to do is set the intention to say, this is what I want. But a lot of people never get it because they don't ever actually take the time to sit down and define what that dope life looks like to them. They just keep the blindfold on and keep moving forward, which, Hey, I respect that they have, they're tenacious enough to keep grinding and moving forward, but take a step back, set some intention and ask yourself, what does my dream life look like? And what I found is it doesn't include a BMW. It doesn't include a big house with flames. It doesn't include all that. So I don't need to go work 80 hours a week and be the greatest businessman in the world. I can have a super lean team, go wholesale a deal or two every month, and live the exact life I want to live. And that's, I think that's where people need to get in line with themselves and get in alignment because you might find, like I have so many friends that are single, no kids. And I'm like, dude, two or three rental properties and you could be financially free forever because you can live on $2,500 a month. Done. You're done. You're done. It's the same thing. I, when I teach Airbnb, it's the same thing I teach guys. You're, you're, when you're setting your goals or intentions, you're, 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 you're setting them to other people's standards. You literally now, not right now, obviously, and I <laughs> time is not great on this, but if you had three Airbnbs that you clean yourself and they were doing good in good areas, you can, you can retire. That's it. You don't need to have 20. And that's what he's trying to, that's what he's trying to impart to you guys. What is your dream life look, look like? <laughs> And spend five minutes, you know, writing that down every Sunday, you know? So the question that I have to ask you, cause you know, so you're, so you're in the house, the expensive house and you're, and you're, you're scaling back, you're changing your stuff. What, and I know this is a daily struggle and I, and I want to make sure that we get this ap- across. This is a daily struggle for you. You know, it's not like, it's just so easy, right? Like you, there's some times that you want to drink and you want to get a little crazy and you, you maybe don't want to do that wholesale deal or you, you don't want to answer that phone call, but, but you're intentional about, you know, even the days that you don't want to, right. Is that, a, does that ever happen or, 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 yeah. Uh, like, like if you, if, if I only worked on the days, like I woke up motivated and wanted to work, I'd work like two days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I have discovered, have you ever seen somebody and maybe I'm in the, I'm this in people's eyes now in a lot of ways, but, have you ever seen someone that, man, they got the wife, they got the life, they got the money, they got the, they have this swag about them. They just feel confident and like they're dialed in, they get their workouts in, they eat pretty well. They, they make great money. You're like, what the fuck is this guy like a machine? And what I discovered is they're the same duck on the water that they're graceful on top, but underneath dude, their little legs are kicking and it's a mess under there but they're making forward progress. And what I mean by that is they just have great habits. Like everyone, everyone has the same shit thrown at them every day. Everyone has the same gnarly experiences. Nothing goes as planned, but when you're anchored in good habits, show me your habits. I'll show you your life. So now I have a habit that I take a cold shower. Like right before this podcast, I took an ice cold shower and that shit gets me primed and ready. I go do my Wim Hof breathing and I get centered and you know, my, I have my kids breathing with me and like, they like what other kids, four-year-olds and nine-year-olds are out there doing Wim Hof breathing with their dad. Like, I hope these things are habits that I can instill in them. Um, I have a habit to post on my social media and ask for real estate deals. That's how I've done it for five, six years. And that's why I get, 
you know, at this point, 15, 20 deals a day sent to me. So I don't have to go spend 200 grand on marketing. Um, I have certain staples in my life that are non-negotiable. And because of that, um, I'm just, I'm dialed in. Like I, I just, I, it's not a question if I'm going to do those things every day. Those are habits. They're habitual, right? Like a, a habit is means something happens habitually. Like it, it's going to happen whether you want to or not, because it's a habit. And if you can develop great habits, well, now those habits help you get through those, those down days because motivation is fleeting, but habits are sticking. So I, you can be motivated, 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 but that's going to go away. And then your habits are what have to carry you. So I guess what I'm saying is develop great habits. And then on those days, you don't want to show up your habits carry you because it's just what you do. Amazing guys. Rewind that play it again. I just read atomic habits. I'm obsessed with that book. I think it's spot on. Um, you know, we're going to spend the last couple of minutes, you know, 20 minutes of the podcast talking about real estate strategies and stuff. I want to make sure that we, you know, cover all your creativity stuff, but, but something I want to tell you, and I've said this to you through text, but I want to say it to everybody. And if you haven't checked out Templeton's videos, they're (laughs) the next level. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So funny, but, but something, you know, I, I really want to make it, you know, that's the, what everybody says, but me, you know, I've been at this for a minute and I still haven't made that good money. And I found myself pressing a lot and I'm super stressed out. I'm very rigid, not having fun. And by, by following your lead, I have lightened up a little bit. I'm having a lot more fun with life. And through that, you know, the day-to-day real estate grind doesn't seem so hard. You know, it, it really seems like, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to put into words. What I, can tell, I can tell you what it is. And I appreciate you saying this. So anyone who follows me knows I'm going to have fun regardless. Like I'm going to enjoy my day. And because a job or a life can be fueled by necessity or it can be fueled by passion and whatever fuel you're putting in the tank, it needs it either way. Right. So like, fuck, I got to pay bills. Like I'm on my last dollar. That's that gas is necessity and it will get you there, but it's not fun. When you're putting passion in the tank, you don't have to, it's not like you're like, it's not difficult to wake up and go do it. So like when I'm making, you know, that natural light video or, you know, yesterday, every phone, every business phone call I made yesterday, cause you were not on video, but I have this mustache <laughs> as, as you right now. Yeah. Every, I'm not kidding. Every business phone call I made yesterday, I made as Booger Brown. He's a country guy and his name's Booger Brown. I was just checking on that appraisal, Sean, how'd it do? And she was like, these are people who are like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, well, Booger Brown's just checking on this deal. How are we doing? And they're dying. So Booger Brown made at least 30 work calls for me yesterday. And I had the best day ever. I was cracking up the whole day. And I just got through my work day as Booger Brown. Like there is there is something uh, about, you know, especially in what we're dealing with right now to bring a little joy into somebody's life. And anytime you pop on social media, you do, or even in person, um, you know, that really says something about what you can do. People don't understand the impact other people have on people around you. They really don't. I mean, I think it's everything. Well, I I appreciate it, man. And I've struggled sometimes with social media. I really struggled because I don't know if you saw my stories the other night, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to start sharing again because Sometimes you wonder why you're sharing. You're like, God, like mm-hmm. no one cares. Like, what does it matter what I'm doing? Like, and you kind of, you don't want to seem uh, boastful or anything like that. But I'm like, you know what? Me sharing what I do and how I do it with the energy and love and uh, humor I do it, that inspires people. So it's almost wrong for me not to. Mm-hmm. But it gets, sometimes you can get caught up in this like, well, why am I posting? Like no one cares. Like not that no one cares, but like, like, I guess I would just feel like, what's the point? Like no one needs to know this. Like maybe I'm being braggadocious or Mm -hmm. like, look at me, look at me. But 
I promise you when I'm having fun, I'm in that right spirit and I'm sharing, 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 I make more money. I'm happier. People are getting inspired by it. So it's like, why do I ever turn that off? I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think it's important if, if you have a, a positive light, um, shine it because people can, can light their fire off of it. And then it's like this ripple effect in a beautiful way that you might not even realize. I think for me, Austin, like a lot of times, I don't think I realize the effect I have on people or like I downplay a lot of like what I do. And I don't think I actually think it's that like unique or special sometimes, which I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on that, you know? No, I 100% agree. And I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I'm on, I've launched three episodes so far. And, you know, this is a hard road to navigate being a new podcast guy out there with so much traffic and so much noise out there. And, you know, I have to keep living in the fact that if one person gets an impact off of something I get, you know, I had a friend call me the other day off my first episode. and He goes, bro, I'm an alcoholic. I want to stop drinking. And I was like, okay, now I get it. Like I get why I'm doing this. And so, you know, you, you just have to shed your light and, and you don't know how it's going to land. You know, I've heard stories of somebody listening to somebody for eight months and never responding. And then they go, oh yeah, you changed my life. You know, <laughs> like you don't even know that you're doing it. So by living the best version of yourself, that's all this world asks of you. And it's as simple as that. And by doing that, you can impact everybody around you. Um, I think what I want to do for the rest of the call, cause I want to make sure they understand how creative and how much knowledge you have on real estate and money in general. Let's talk about, I'll probably release this in probably a week or two, maybe a week and a half. So there's a perfect time to where we're headed in the economy. Nobody truly knows, but you have so many great tips. Let's talk about, let's give them five tips on flipping, wholesaling, anything that you want to talk about creative ways to get real estate. I, the, 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 the idea you shared the other day on that big call with Maddie about getting a W2 worker to buy the house, your flip, I thought was, holy crap. That was like next level. I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. That's how I've built almost, I've pretty much burned out my So whole, let's walk uh, them through that whole thing. Let's walk them through that. That's okay. number one right there. That's game changing strategy. All right. So to build out a portfolio, what I've done is I've utilized the Burr strategy, which is buy, renovate, rent out, refinance, repeat. But what I've done is I've taken that refinance part, which can be really hard sometimes, especially if you're not bankable. And I've turned that into a P and I make that a purchase contract. So I buy it in my LLC, I renovate it, and then I rent it out. And then I sell it to my partner. I find a partner who makes high W-2 income or that is very bankable on a traditional loan. I sell it to them. Um, sorry, I'm just declining a call. I sell it to them. And um, I, uh, an appraiser follows purchase contracts so much better than they do refis. So I sell it to them at whatever we need to burr out at. And they carry the note in their name. And then we transfer the title to an LLC that we own together. On that sale, all of those proceeds come back to me as the seller. So I take my renovation money back. I give them their entire down payment back. And now we own the asset 20% or we have 20% equity, 80% loan to value with no money in the deal and it cash flows. Guys, play that back. Mind blown. That's, I mean, there's really nothing more to say. That is unbelievable. When I heard that, I was literally floored. It is ridiculous strategy. So easy to obtain. You know, there's so many great engineers out there, guys, that want to get into real estate that have great jobs. They're an avenue for that. You know, doctors. I mean, so I mean, it's it's just it's just such a great idea. And you know, what is your mentality, right? Because I'm about to start getting into wholesaling. I'm actually working on my first one right now, and it's a different animal. So, you know, what is kind of your advice if you're a new investor, Templeton? Give them the top three things that they should be focused on getting into because everybody that gets in has the shiny object syndrome. You know, they're, they're learning multifamily. They're learning wholesale. They're, you got to start somewhere. Where do they start? Um, all right. So first I would go find who is the best and biggest player in your, or like they don't have to be the best and biggest, but who's 
someone that's doing it at a high level in your market that you can connect to and bring value to. So I would go to, let's say it's me, if you're in the Phoenix market and you go, hey, Temp, I really want to wholesale. What do I do? And I say, okay, here are strategies to go direct to seller, which there's only a few ways to go find direct to seller. There's PPC, there's texting, there's uh, calling, there's voicemail drops, and there's knocking on doors or there's direct mail. Like you can't really reinvent the wheel on how to find a motivated seller. Like those are about the six ways you can do that and then learn the language to have good conversations there. But let's just say you come to me. Now, what's hard is every deal needs needs the deal and it needs money. And it's hard to find money at certain times. So a lot of new investors come to me. I help them negotiate and lock up the deal. And then I also sell the deal for them. And then we split the money. So I take a lot of the guesswork out of it. I comp the house in the beginning. Um, I, I kind of just make it a like you don't know what the heck you're doing in the beginning. So if you find a mentor like that, yeah, you're going to split some of the money, but they're going to actually help you get the deal done. I'd go do that five, 10, 15 times and make sure that you're actually bringing revenue in and learning this process before you start trying to swim on your own. That's what I would do. No, you're a hundred percent right. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you just have to get in there. You have to add value. You have to figure it out. You have to take a little less in the beginning to learn. I mean, getting with somebody like Templeton or whoever in your market, you can shave off years. We're talking three, five years of your learning curve so quickly because you learn so much by doing, and it, and it really is something special. But you know, you're, you're talking about posting on social media and you don't know if you're making a difference. I'm going to tell you this because I've had three people reach out to me and you don't know that I'm about to say this. So I'm going to set him back on his heels a little bit to know that you're making a difference. I had three people reach out to me and they said the best piece of content that you've ever put out was the video with your son teaching kids about business. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Literally, they said that is everything. Because that, that's cool. I know. I know you didn't know that was coming. They, 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 they taught, you know, they know I talked to you and they wanted me to relay that to you. They literally showed it to their kids. They're like so happy that somebody, you know, personally, if it was me, while the idea brain is going off, I think you should start a podcast with your son. I think it would set the world on fire. Even if you released two a month or one a month, there Ooh. is, there is a systematic problem in America that we do not teach kids commerce, money, and business. I have spent the last year of my life learning money, private equity, leverage, because I didn't know anything about it. And I'm 35. And so, you know, to see the joy on your son's face and to see the entrepreneur spirit twinkle in his eye makes me the happiest I've ever been in my life. Literally fills me up full of joy for days. Dude, I appreciate that. And what's crazy is like, you not, you bringing that up right now, like gives me like a rush of like energy and emotion around it again. But I had kind of like just moved on to the next thing, which I can so often do. And like, I don't think I realized the impact that that could have had. And now I'm like, dang, I need to go do another one of those. But like, had you not brought it up, maybe I never would have again, because I'm just like, I don't know because, why. You because know? I'm going to, I'm going to put it in context of this. Okay. And, and you, you'd have to listen to my first episode to, to know. So I'll give the short version, but basically my coach, uh, who's my, one of my best friends, you know, he had a massive cocaine problem, right? And Mm -hmm. he literally asked God to save him or kill him. He said, I can't stop doing drugs. Um, he had a baby. So he's literally in the hospital begging God to save his, save him or fucking just end his life. And he said that in that moment, he called a guy, went to an AA meeting, and his daughter saved his life. But what you don't know, and this is, I'm going to wrap it all around. What you don't know is that he has been a sobriety coach and high-performance coach for 18 years. So what is the impact that one girl, his daughter, has saved millions of lives from alcohol and drug abuse? Yeah, it's unreal. So think about... If you started a podcast with your son now or did monthly videos, think about the impact of how many kids he could help could be in the millions, the tens, the millions to 
to to take back America to the entrepreneurship and and gain financial freedom, which I know is very important to you, and financial literacy. I mean, the the ripple effect could be, I mean, there's no telling. I love it. I'm sitting here, man. My brain is just like pinging with lightning rods of like ding, 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 ding. Like, holy shit, I could do. So I know. I appreciate that. I know. That's, that's but, awesome. But what we're going to leave him with, because I'm going to let you tell the story because you tell it so much better. Uh, t- I, we're going to explain how, guys, when you get around ballers like Templeton and dudes that have been in the game and really move weight and do massive deals, if you want to be around them, you have to show up with you know, a purpose. You have to show up you know, with intention to get in front of them because they are super busy. They have kids. They have to. So why don't we talk to the people and tell them how uh, a homeboy over here showed up uh, when I <laughs> in Arizona. Uh, so, um, well, first off, all right. So me and Austin didn't know each other. We knew each other through Matt, my real estate coach. And I believe he was your coach for a while as well. And he's just a great friend of, to both of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we follow each other on social media and you saw I'm in San Antonio. So before we talk about how you showed up in Arizona, uh, he sees I'm out in San Antonio on a grown-ups weekend with my wife. We're out drinking, we're bar hopping. He recognizes one of the bars just from one of my Instagram stories, sends a bottle of alcohol courtesy of Mr. Linney. And I was just, at work. I was at work. I was like, are you kidding me? And then, so I'm like, well, dude, when you get off work, come hang. So like, just, you know, and I get a lot of people that hit me up, want to hang out that I just, you know, I can't with everybody, but like, you just put that different flavor on it. And then I actually invite you out and you come hang out with us for a while. So we get to connect and actually meet each other in San Antonio. So like that's step one of like cracking down the door into a, a bigger players or a mentor's um, life or whatever you want to call it. So I was like, damn, this fool's relentless. I love it. Well, next thing you know, you're like, Hey, I want to come out to Arizona. I'm booking flights. Like I just want to learn. I'm, I want to ride along. Like we're going to do it. And I, I get so many people that hit me up for that. And I'm like, all right, all right, we'll see. And then you book the flight. So I'm like, all right, it's on the schedule. Can't wait. You show up and you know I love old cars and Cadillacs, stuff like that. This dude shows up with a classic convertible Cadillac. Just unreal. I'm like, are you kidding me? And uh, that's how, you know, if you're going to do something, do something. And you didn't just show up for a ride along. You made it one of my most memorable day, memorable memorable days of my life mm-hmm. and we're checking on flips in a what was that like a, it's a 1969 cadillac deville fucking scoop doors four door with a nasty exhaust and and about 20 inch rims i mean it was yeah. sick. So I, yeah we're checking on flips in that like you're meeting my whole team you've made great connections from that day that i dude i that- bro i'm starting a business with somebody i met that day seriously yeah so dude, like sure. What, yeah, what came from that was just incredible. And that strengthened our relationship. And we had conversations that day that I'll never forget that I think were impactful for you and for me. And um, it was just a cool day. So I think that's what people got to realize. Like, if you're going to do something, like, be memorable and do it. Uh huh. And I'm going to 100% say this on record so I can listen back to it over and over again. I've already mentioned to him, to him before, but he probably forgets. The 50-minute conversation that you and I had, I'm almost in tears right now. The 50-minute the conversation that we had in that store after spending the day together, I have no problem saying it's probably this, and, and I was probably ready to hear it, I think, more importantly. But it's probably the single greatest impactful conversation I've ever, I've ever had. And, and there are parts of me that have will never be the same and has changed from how much you cared and, and pointed stuff out that, that I knew was obvious, but, but was really letting myself slip on some areas in my life and, and really made me question about my intention on who I was. And I think ever since that day, you know, I have been a, a freaking machine, you know, Ironman training and businesses and stuff. And, you know, that doesn't go unnoticed to me. And it's something that I'll always think about, uh, no matter how long I'm on this earth. Um, Dude, I have uh, I have chills thinking about it because I remember the conversation clearly, and it was a, it was just an honest and truthful conversation and a good conversation between two friends. 
And um, I can tell you, I have seen the change, like in the way you handle certain stuff and just like your tenacity towards focused endeavors. And um, it's crazy to see what you're doing, man. There is a relentless fervor, and I love that word, that I am attacking life right now. And, and I truly have that, uh, that, that I can do anything attitude that you were talking about. But what, what it all boils down to, guys, so you can get context to it, is I realized in that day when he brought it up to me, that I, don't, I don't need the approval of other people's. I can use their advice. But it's ultimately, it's my life. So, you know, hence the podcast name, Construct Your Life. My life is what I deem it as, not what a mentor deems it as or a real estate investor I look up to. It's, it's what I truly, and here's the thing, and this is the truth. And I wrote this on New Year's Day. The 2019 version of Austin Linney is not acceptable for 2020. The 2020 version of Austin Linney does not, cannot walk through the door of 2021. You have to be in an ultimate relentless mentality to get to the best version of yourself that never stops ever. And I know Templeton's doing that. I'm doing that. And that's how you truly live an intentional life. Dude, powerful. This has been one of my favorite podcasts I've ever been on. No bullshit. This is the best podcast I've done so far. I'm not lying to you. I'm going to release this as soon as I can. We're going to bring Templeton back in like two months because I'm sitting here. I will think about this podcast for the next couple of weeks. That's how good I felt it went. Seriously. Dude, well, you're a natural at this, man. So anything I can do to support, I know anyone who listens to this and takes the time, um, they're going to get massive value from you, your story, your energy, your um, where you're headed. So uh, again, man, thank you for having me on and I love you. I love it, man. How did they get a hold of you, man? How did they find your crazy videos, your ridiculousness? If you're not following this guy on social media, your life is boring, bro. I'm just telling everybody out there. So how do they find you? Uh, honestly, Instagram is the best way. Just Templeton Walker. And then the Templeton, the O is a, uh, is a zero. So Templeton Walker. All right, my man. Well, guys, if you love this podcast like I did, make sure you share it. Uh, make sure you rate us and review us. Send it out to all your friends. Uh, you know, massive value here. We're going to put some uh, contact information on how you can find Templeton uh, in the show notes. And thank you so much, buddy. Hey, I appreciate you, brother. And um, can't wait to be on again. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.